Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, March 12th, 2021, and a wild, wild day in the Big Ten on the basketball tournament side of things. But as always, before we get into basketball, we're going to get into what happened on the football side of things yesterday, and it's going to be quick, because there's only one thing of note that happened yesterday, and that was Purdue. Uh, Purdue got a commitment from a Kentucky defensive back transfer in Jamari Brown. Uh, Brown was a guy that played a decent amount in his two seasons for the Wildcats, Uh, really didn't do anything spectacular, but was a solid player, and when you're looking at what Jeff Brom needed to do and the fact that there's a definite need for an upgrade of talent, especially on the defensive side of things, I think, in my estimation, Brom does a, a solid job on the offensive side of things. And they need more talent on the defense side of things. You know, George Karloftis, uh, you know, he, he can't do everything by himself. He really can't. And as good of a player as he is, our defense isn't just one guy. And I'm not saying that Brom banked on it. Uh, I think that when you look at the grand scheme of things, he just hasn't recruited well enough on the defensive side of the ball in order to get to that point where they've got multiple guys. And I think that the commitment from Brown gives them more depth and depth is paramount and especially on the defensive backfield you you can't have enough corners and safeties now you really can't especially with the way that the game has evolved uh, especially how the game has evolved so quickly you know just in the past five years or so the game has gone from a power run game which a lot of teams were employing to the height of the spread offense. I mean, pretty much everybody is running a spread, a zone read with uh, you know multiple looks, RPOs. And honestly, if you have a guy that can contribute as a defensive back, it, it's just, it makes your team better. And it really does. And I think that this commitment from Brown is going to make the Purdue defense better. He'll have three years. Uh, you know, he played two years there at Kentucky, but due to the NCAA granting a free year and in what I feel as if, uh, you know, it's going to happen as well, uh, he's not going to have to sit out. Uh, obviously, uh, when I told you about the NCAA making their ruling on that decision, it won't happen until after the final four, but it, it's, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent set in stone, that that is going to happen, but it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good for all the transfers out there who uh, have entered the portal and have found their new home. Uh, They should not have to sit out this coming season. They should be eligible immediately and get right to work. All right. Like I said, very quick for the basketball side. uh, I'm sorry, for the football side of things. Now on to the basketball side of things. And the reason why I'm a little flustered is because Michigan State yesterday made an announcement that I don't know if it's going to change the basketball world, but it's definitely an odd one. They came out 
with a statement that they have now partnered with Rocket Mortgage. So Michigan State basketball is now going to be presented by Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, that, that just rolls off your tongue so nicely, doesn't it? No, no, it doesn't. Uh, I think this, I have yet to see any other team uh, make a merger like this, you know, kind of sell their rights. Now, we do know, like, certain uh, schools, uh, you know, a few that I know, Northwestern and Notre Dame, you know, they've named positions for, you know, their coaches as certain former luminaries uh, or or donors, et cetera, et cetera, but never a partnership with a corporation. And I think this is just odd. I hate it. I can't stand it. I think this is, you know, the monetization of, of basketball or any sport without paying the players. It really doesn't sit well with me. It really doesn't because uh, right now the NCAA is still caught up in their legislation through name, image, likeness, NIL, and they need to pay the players. Uh, I believe I saw a stat that said that um, you know eat, eat a five star is worth uh, annually like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Right, a scholarship, um, you know, for most schools right now, uh, with what the university is giving those athletes, you know, it's maybe an eighth of that, you know, because let's be real here, you know, when you include travel, when you include gear, uh, uh, you know, access to facilities, uh, room and board, food, etc., you know, uh, the scholarship that they get. You know, it doesn't just pay for the school side of things. It pays for other things as well. And uh, I get it. You know, it, it's something that I'm sure Michigan State had been doing in the works. But, you know, if I'm if I'm a player on the Michigan State basketball team, you know, that I'm just kind of disappointed, you know, especially because you know, the school's going to be banking on this. And this is a contract made prior to NIL. I'm not sure if the players will, you know, ultimately get a cut because they're the ones that run everything. Yeah, Tom Izzo is is a great coach and he's been there forever, et cetera, et cetera. But man, I just, I do not like this. I don't like it. I really hope that schools, other schools, don't jump on board with what they're doing because, you know, unless they're going to eventually funnel some of this money into the, to the players when the NCAA decides, uh, makes their final decision on NIL, then I'm okay with it. Then I think that it's, you know, it's great for the players because they, they deserve to get paid. They, they put on a product that many of us watch. And if you were like me yesterday, you, you watched a lot of basketball. I missed the mid games. I saw the end of the, the first game. Uh, the Ohio State game. I watched the end of the uh, uh, the the Wisconsin uh, game as well, which was an absolute nail biter uh, against Penn State. And uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But I just I I can't get over this. I, I'm 
obviously I'm not very happy about it. You know, they, they flustered me a little bit. I, I just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I hope that Michigan State does the right thing and it uses some of this money when NIL gets approved to get to the players. But, you know, I have a feeling that that's not going to happen. Oh, you know, we, we did this contract before the NCAA approved NIL and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just unfortunate. I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't like it. All right. So great games last night. Absolutely fantastic. And I, I apologize. I shouldn't have said last night all day because the game started at 11. And, um, you know, that, that first game was the one where the Michigan State basketball presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> I still can't get over that. Uh, they lost. And pretty much every team who needed a win yesterday, pretty much, well, every team that needed a win yesterday got it. Got it. I'm talking about the bubble teams because going into yesterday, uh, we knew that Ohio State and Wisconsin, they had pretty much punched their ticket already. Uh, Both of them needed wins. Both of them needed those wins. Not necessarily to get into the tournament, obviously, because they're both in the NCAA tournament. They needed those wins more for their mental fortitude. Both of the teams struggled down the stretch. Both of them got W's by the skin of their teeth. And uh, before we get into that one, let's get into that Michigan State game presented by Rocket Mortgage. Maryland, they needed a win. Bad. In my estimation, what with Michigan State, Michigan State did, presented by Rocket Mortgage, did at the end of the season, uh, when they got a, a win over the Illini, when they got a win over Ohio State, those wins sealed it for me. They were on the brink of not making the tournament prior to that. And you looked at their schedule and said, man, that's just not going to happen. Those two wins. And then on top of it, a win against Michigan to end the regular season. Yeah, they lost this game against Maryland. And they didn't look overtly impressive, 68-57. to But what they did do enough is body of work they got to that 15 win mark they are three games over 500 i think michigan state got in maryland heading into it they they really didn't have those key wins like michigan state did they needed a couple of wins i wouldn't say a couple of wins they needed at least one win in the big 10 tournament and they got it i think maryland's in solid 100 percent. i think that the terrapins did enough right there to propel them because I thought that they were on the bubble a little bit. I know other, you know, there's other national guys that said all Maryland's in regardless of what they do in the tournament. Uh, I still thought they were kind of teetering on the bubble. Well, now hundred percent they are in. I think they've punched their ticket with that win yesterday over Michigan state. So now, over to the two teams that needed those wins, and that was Ohio State. We'll start off with them first because they were the earlier game. Boy, this one looked like uh, a Buckeye blowout at one point in time. The leads, uh, you know, stretched to, I believe it was 13 points, stayed in the double digits for the majority of the game. 
And then Minnesota, in the last three minutes, really put the clamps on Ohio State. And they made them work for this one. It was close. Minnesota looked like they were, were going to potentially pull off this upset. Under a minute left, they, they were only down a point. You know, the Buckeyes did pull it out 79-75. to 75, But, man, this is something that we've seen the Buckeyes have issues with in the last few weeks. Uh, a loss to Illinois that was winnable. It was a winnable game for them, but they – faltered down the stretch the the loss to Michigan which which started their four game losing streak that one they could have won it going down the stretch as well and i think that uh, the team in general felt this deja vu feeling like oh here we go again here we go again and they were able to pull it out and again this one to me wasn't about seeding for the Buckeyes. I think they're, you know, if they get a couple more wins, I think they probably get a two seed. But right now they're on the two, three line, uh, leaning, in my estimation, they're leaning toward the three line. But either way, this game was all about confidence for the Buckeyes. They needed a W. They needed it, and they got it. And, and you know, maybe it propels them into a little run and extra momentum heading into the NCAAs. Because remember, at one point in time, about two weeks ago, after that Michigan loss, everyone still said the Buckeyes were on the one line. Remember that. They were on the one line just two weeks ago. And now I'm saying that there are two or three other, you know, there's other analysts that think that there are two, uh, affirmed two, but... I could definitely see them falling to a three. We, we've seen crazy stuff, crazier stuff happen and when the NCAA comes out with their seedings. Uh, I, right now, I think they're most likely a three. But, uh, you know, if they make a run to the semis, get to Saturday, I think they're a two. So we'll see what happens. But either way, a big 79-75 to 75 win over Minnesota, and the reason why it's big, like I just said, is about confidence. Not that they beat up a good team, because Minnesota's solid. They were also missing a couple of their best players, most notably Liam Robbins, again. But either way, man, it's a, it's a big confidence win for the Buckeyes. Another confidence win for another team, and we're going to skip Wisconsin, we'll get to them last, as Rutgers heading into it against Indiana, 14 and 10. They also, like Maryland, in my estimation, on that bubble, teetering right there. What did they need? They needed a win, and they got it. 61 to 50. A very good job by Miles Johnson. A double double, 10 points, 13 boards. In the losing effort, Trace Jackson Davis had 19 points, 9 rebounds after the game. Trace Jackson Davis said he's going to take a few weeks to decide what his future holds. Uh, in my estimation, uh, with the potential that Archie Miller might not be back, if I'm Trace Jackson Davis, I'm gone. I- I'm heading to the NFL. I- I- NFL. <laughs> wow. 
NBA. I've done everything that you know that that could most likely be achieved at Indiana. Your first team All Big Ten selection, uh, you know, a second team. I'm sorry, a third team All American on some lists. It's time to move on. It's time to go. As for Rutgers, uh, Steve Pinkel getting a huge win, and it. This one really, really is going to propel them, in my estimation, into the NCAA tournament. Even if they lose today, I still think they're in, 100%. The Badgers, like the Buckeyes, needed a confidence win. And the Badgers, like the Buckeyes, had a big lead. Had a big lead late. And you kind of thought, oh, yeah, all right, Wisconsin's going to cruise to this W. Penn State's just, you know, they're, they're good, not great. They're just going to roll over. Well, both games, very, very similar. Both teams, very, very similar in what's going on. As Wisconsin, they really wanted to play with this one. Uh, a big lead, and, uh, you know, the, this one really came down to the wire. Both teams faltered in the second half. Both teams struggled in the second half. Both teams gave up over 40 points in the second half. But they got that win. But they got that win. And Greg Gard's team needed this bad. I can't tell you how bad they needed it. Just like the Buckeyes. They needed it really, really bad. And again, not about seeding. Not about whether or not they're going to make the tournament. This is more about their mental fortitude. Their mental attitude going into the NCAAs. They needed those wins. And they got it. And they got it. And today, they've got tough matchups. They've got tough matchups. Because the Buckeyes, uh, they are playing a 1 o'clock slot once again. They are playing against Purdue. Purdue, at the end of the season, they somehow snuck in. And got that 4 seed over the Buckeyes, who were the 5 seed in the tournament. And got that double bye. And that's key for Purdue. It really is. And I think Ohio State's going to have a, a, a tough one. And the reason why is because Ohio State's not very big. They're not. And I, I'm not sure, you know, what's going on with EJ, EJ Liddell. Uh, during the game, it looked like he might have injured his back. I, I'm not sure. He might not be 100%. But they, but Purdue's got Travion Williams and Zach Eddy. Their front court is huge. That's what Ohio State does not have. They don't have size. And I think they most likely will struggle against size here against Purdue. They need this win, although they don't need it. I think this win, if they get this win, puts them firmly in the two seed. I know I said earlier they're, they're in a three. If the tournament starts today, I think they're a three. If they get this win tonight, this afternoon, I think they 100%. I think they moved into that two line, regardless of what happens on Saturday and Sunday. Like I said, Ohio State gets to Saturday, there are two. 100%. 100%. Uh, the early game uh, features Michigan getting back on the court against Maryland. Uh, this one should be a pretty easy W for Michigan. Uh, they are big favorites, uh, eight points. Uh, and then the mid afternoon game. Rutgers and the Illini, again, the Illini should uh, pretty much handle this one fairly easily against Rutgers, fairly easily. And like I said, Wisconsin has a tough matchup. They got to take on Iowa, and I like Iowa in this one. 
Uh, in my estimation, the uh, Ohio State-Purdue game, that one's a toss-up. Uh, but uh, the Wisconsin-Iowa game, I, I like Luka Garza being a bully and going down low and uh, really doing some work. I think Micah Potter is a very good player. I just don't think Micah Potter quite has enough to stop Luka Garza. There, there's not a lot of teams, in my estimation, that have enough to stop Luka Garza. There's two in the Big Ten that do, though. And that's Illinois with Kofi Coburn and Michigan with Hunter Dickinson. Why? Well, because those players are very, very similar. Now, Garza does go out to the three-point line and shoot threes occasionally, but most of the time he's a back-to-the-basket, bang-down-low kind of guy. And what you're looking at when Coburn and Dickinson, classic big men. That's what they do. Back to the basket, down low. Those are grind games. Those are beat 'em up games. We won't see that until the semifinals. But either way, a absolutely fantastic slate of games in the quarters. Man, you know that every game I think is watchable, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now I'll be watching uh, the majority of the games today and bring you. Uh, a whole wrap-up of the Big Ten Tournament and Selection Sunday on Monday. So, once again, I appreciate the listen. Uh, that will be it for me for this week. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Raiders, reviews, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a fantastic weekend, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you on Monday morning.